Today is April 11th. We are doing some sharp stats and talking to Booney about the Yankees, the New York Yankees. Let's do it. Let's talk some Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, chat lines, demon hot takes. Get your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented to you by Seat Geek, the geeks with all the seats. Over 70,000 events every single day are happening, and you can use code YANKS and get $20 off when you purchase your first ticket to one of those 70,000 events. Yankees homestand coming up. Maybe you want to go, mm. so thank you, Seat Geek, for sponsoring this 892nd episode of Talking Yanks. Jake, wearing your Harrison Bader shirt. Click that link in the description. Uh, Jim, this is a John Boy Media shirt, so they should probably go get that. Uh, we should send one to Bader. I think he'd like it. There's a chance I did a you know, Boone interview coming up. We actually haven't conducted it yet. I, I did think maybe when Bader's almost come back, we say like, man, how much would you hate wearing one of Bader's shirts to Boone? Um, yeah. So we'll... We'll tee that up, oh, but I think that's like closer to swap he, with one of the guys who you're choosing. I think that's probably his least favorite outfit swap on the team, um, easily. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to get some sharp stats with KT Sharp, uh, the Queen. I think it's another positive one as we're coming off my least favorite loss of the season last night. Um, but we can still put that in our rear view if we Baltimore it um, and maybe road series this year. We lose the first game and we win the next two. Um, that's currently the pattern we have going as of right now. So I'm hopeful for that. What do you got? Win the series and we're all good. Um, I think it's my second least favorite loss of the year. That, mid, that first one in Baltimore I didn't like more. Um, maybe my least favorite lineup of the year. Yeah, I, it, was, it was eligible with... That the fact Baltimore that this was loss. a close game. I didn't mind the Baltimore loss because they fought, they came back, and I liked that part of it. That, yeah. that raised it for me. But, yeah. Oh, uh, the Ugh. And we were prepped about the Lions, but the lineup in game one against Cleveland versus Shane Bieber is almost like you're rolling the dice. Willie Calhoun, five. It was the first one where, like, visually, and this happened a ton, what, two years ago? Yeah. Last year? Just like visually, you're like, what? Yeah. We Of the year. We've seen ones where they're like, oh, they're doing this and that. But this was the first, like, you know, you see Glaber first, you see Calhoun five. And you're like, wait, what? We're doing a total funk? Yeah. Um, our, uh, our Jack Doyle from We Got Ice. Yeah. Go check them out if you haven't. Um, he laughed twice uh, at the start of this game. Uh, first, he's he hadn't been familiar with Cleveland's baseball stadium. So he saw that. They basically have a giant wall in left. And he was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, more people aren't mad about this? And then the second thing was the Yankees come up. And, you know, that first inning, Glaber, double, judge, walk, Rizzo, line drive, Stanton, off the wall. 
And then Willie Calhoun came up, and he goes, "What?" Yeah, it was ba- it was a it's a <laughs> it like, was the biggest cliff. It's an had. insult to like the top four guys in the lineup, and it's not a shot at Willie Calhoun. His first game as a the, Yankee, the top four He's following Stanton, the top four guys, and he did cr- hit the ball really hard. But the top <laughs> yeah. four guys, I, it felt like they knew. Shit, we need to get something done here. Yeah, and they didn't do enough. Um, Colton Brewer show that was nice. We'll get into this later on. Yeah. Let's get into the sharp stat, the sharpest of stats from the queen of stats, mm. Katie Sharp. I'm interested. I'm gonna get my notes out because sometimes I'm trying to listen, sometimes but there's a lot of notes. numbers. I like, yeah. I like memorizing all the numbers. Hey guys, queen of stats, and this week we want to talk about Glaber Torres. And I know that everyone can see his awesome slash line, um, and that also he's got the nine walks in nine games. Um, this is entering Monday. And last year he didn't get his ninth walk until his 49th game. Uh, so there's some of those obvious statistics, but I really want to dig into what, what's driving all this improvement in, in his hot start this season. And first of all, what I want to talk about is he's just making more contact. Uh, this year his whiff percentage that's uh, swinging strikes on all pitches that he's seen is just 19%. And last year it was a uh, 27%. And uh, especially, you know, he's seen a lot of improvement in against breaking pitches. Last year he whiffed on nearly a third of all breaking pitches that he saw. This year he's cut that in half to just 15%. So he's making a lot more contact. And it's not just more contact, it's a better contact. Now, you'll see that his average uh, exit below and his hard hit percentage really haven't improved from last year. But what I really want, what I want to focus on is what's called sweet spot percentage. And that's classified as a batted ball hit between 8 and 32 degrees launch angle. So basically, just getting, getting really good contact, but getting the barrel on the ball. And, and those are usually line drives or really hard hit balls. Um, so this year, his sweet spot percentage is 44%. The MLB average is, is 33%, and last year it was 36%. So definitely, definitely an improvement there. Um, he's getting under the ball less. He has no pop-ups yet, which we know is, was a problem for him uh, in the past. And he also, really notably, he's going opposite field a lot more. More than half of his batted balls to right field have been to right field. And I know that a lot of the uh, Yes Network analysts talk about that. When Glaber is going right, he's going oppo. So that's really good to see there. Um, and then the final thing I really want, I want to talk about is his two-strike approach. Now, we can see he's, he's got just three strikeouts in 37 plate appearances. That's entering Monday. Uh, last year, that's, so that's an 8% strikeout rate. Last year is 23%, which is just about league average, so a huge improvement there. And the big thing for me is that he's whiffed on only two two-strike pitches this season. That's ridiculously low. Um, so three things I think that we want to look at for Glaber going forward is – you know, he's making a lot more contact with the breaking pitches. Can he keep that up? He's going opposite field a lot more, and he's got a really good two-strike approach. So we'll, so we'll see if uh, he can keep that up for the rest of the season. Hey, I loved it. I loved all the info. There was a lot of, lot to chew on. Do you remember everything she said? Can you recite it verbatim? I do. Glaber uh, Torres uh, has been off to a great start this season. He's been hitting the sweet spot. A lot more, which that is important. He's obviously been taking all the walks. We heard all the stats about that, uh, which is good too. And his chase rate is down, which is incredibly important. Uh, Glaber Torres is also not popping out at all, which I love that anecdote by Katie. Um, because, yeah, you can picture a Glaber Torres like infield pop out. 
and he doesn't have one of those uh, this year. So that is really interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, all, all of the, the launch angle, exit velo, how he's hitting the ball, going the other way with the ball, um, it all makes sense uh, in the Glaber Torres hot start to the 23 season. I'm not. I was. I really like the breaking pitches. The no pop ups is good. We should quiz Booney on that. Like, do you okay. know? Does Glaber have any pop ups? You've been keeping track of the pop ups. You track pop ups? Whose job? Um, I like the breaking pitches, man. Yep. You, you, a lot of guys can get that. Get to the big leagues can hit fastballs. Most of them, right? Uh, they see a lot of them, but you know the breaking pitches get sharper. They get more on you and. I have the month by month because it's it's his lowest swing and miss on breaking pitches so far. Katie said it was where'd she have it as? I wrote it down. I think nineteen um, percent. Maybe I didn't write down the breaking ball one, but fourteen percent swing and miss on breaking balls this year. This month so far, last year his best month was also April, and it seems like every year's best month is April at not swinging and missing at breaking balls. But last year, his best month was 25% swing and miss. He's at 14. It's a big, big drop-off. In August last year, his worst month, just for context, 42% swing and miss at the breaking balls, um, which wasn't his worst ever when he first joined the big leagues. It was right. bad. Uh, so I don't know if that, you're going to maintain that. That's really nice. Yeah. But if it stays, you know... Good. He looking at his yearly trends. Every month it goes up, and then it came back down in September. So let's keep that low. Yeah, it's and this is all pigging, piggybacking off of again that that September last year. What Glaber put together was really impressive, and his whole demeanor felt different. And you still see it in what's become our favorite self applause in the office. Um, the the cheer for me. We saw that last September. They brought he brought it into this year, um, and yeah, the the other things that are clearly jumping out. And I I do want to say it is it is a ten game sample. Yes. Um, you know, uh, over the m- month you'll get to twenty five. And do I think Glaber will keep up his current AL leading five thirty seven on base percentage? Probably not. That's Barry Bonds stuff. Um, but it's where does all this land? And I I think the part that makes it the most exciting is this. The stats don't feel sustainable. The feeling feels sustainable because um, it's a mix. We saw Glaber jump in first pitches again. We see him take walks. He's got 10 walks and three strikeouts. Um, that means you're seeing the ball really well. Um, and I, uh, just finishing off uh, a topic that we'll cover on Talking Yanks every year, Glaber Torres this spring, 242 batting average, 11 games, didn't have a single walk. Uh, so sometimes spring is a really fickle thing to try to translate into the season. I, I'm, look, I'm looking at a spray chart, and I'll show you, Jake, so we can okay. be looking at the same thing. Sure. Every ball he has put, this is all balls put in play by Glaber. Every ball he's put in play to left field has been a hit. Mm. He has not hit one over the third base and shortstop's head that got caught. In the air. Yeah, every ball in the air to yeah. left field has been a hit. Yeah. Um, to right field, you got outs. A dead center, you got some hits. But he has no hits on the ground to the left side. Stuff. All the analytics guys say hit it in the air. Um, can I? 
I have one other fun fact uh, that I heard watching the TV last night. Who said it? Um, I put on, for the first time this year, I put on uh, MLB Network late night. Nice. Just because I didn't want to like watch another full game, but I wanted to get some highlights from around the league. Yeah. It was late. I was tired. Um, they were talking the Yankees. They were talking Glaber Torres and his hot start. They talked about his five stolen bases. Um, and uh, every stolen base this year from Glaber has come when they've had the lead. Who? I think every attempt has been when they've had the lead. Interesting. So I thought that was a fun little anecdote that Glaber's got a little. Uh, uh, they I said that on MLB TV? MLB Network, yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I wonder if that's a, if that's part of the Yankee rules, if that's just coincidence so far. Cause again, it's a small sample size. Um, but yeah, I wonder if Glaber's running, uh, ties to a little greed lead theory. I like that theory. Or I wonder if there's anything about, he's running a lot. Did he get one yesterday? Does he get credited for a stolen base when IKF got thrown out at third? Or is that trying to advance on a pass ball? He if does he gets not credit have for that, no stolen base. No stolen okay. base on right. his ledger. Uh, yeah. I think it, in the book, he advances on the throw. Because that would be funny if he got one because he's had some other wild pitch that counted be, as a stolen base. It would be a tough tough deal for uh, Zanino. He throws out a guy stealing. and Yeah. Or, it would hurt, still your, hurt his fifty percent on that would be tough. <laughs> that would be tough. Yeah, they got the scores got that one right. But a double steal kind of sucks for the catcher too. Like you can't throw both out. If you throw one of the two out, right, you shouldn't get caught. Yeah, the other for guy, a catcher's point of view, is that how it works? Yeah, that's what I think. That's what we just. I think that's. Oh, what I we thought just it was a pass ball. Saying. Oh, I thought. I, th- it was, I, I think thought, that ball actually was. Yeah, pass ball, wild pitch, whatever. It yeah, was. so sometimes those don't count as stolen bases because it's yeah. technically right. a pass ball. Let's say it's straight up into Zanino's glove. Right. He pegs the trailing runner. I bet it would be like fielder's choice or yeah. It, yeah. It's probably yeah. He's safe on the fielder's choice. Caught stealing it, whichever guy he got out. That makes sense. That does make sense. We got to the bottom of it. Catchers hate double steals. On the sweet spot, mm. why not just make the bat bigger? Okay. Open boon with that. You think that's why DJ uses that, like, long barrel? DJ loves his bat. That's all I Oh, know. DJ loves his bat. He loves when people ask him about his bat. It's the only question he's proud to yeah. field. Yeah. He doesn't get why everyone doesn't use that bat. A little perplexed by it. It looks like Ted... Ted Williams bat. Do you, um, you know, we, we have six guys we like in the lineup right now. Um, do you, while Glaber's hot, do you want to test out him lead off and try the DJ slide down theory? No, I love Glaber five, dude. I okay. Like, we saw it that one day and I looked at that line. That's what I whispered into the mic out on a recap. Right. Like, I like Glaber five. I like him five a lot. Okay. While he's hot right now, I do like him. And I like DJ up top. He's pesky. Um, you don't have the steal factor, but I... And he's a good... I mean, Glaber's on a heater right now. There's there's no denying that. But I, I do like DJ versus high leverage guys late in the game. It feels like he gives you a chance. Like, any of the guys that are swinging for power, if a guy throws their best slider, you're screwed. You know? Yeah. Um, where DJ, he's he's gonna battle with those guys, even though some of the high velo he can get a little overmatch. Actually, this year he's looked really good against the high velo. Um, 
that yeah, when when that flips over eight ninth inning and he's coming up, I feel like he's going to give you a good at bat against any reliever. I also like, and now I think I ran into another theory. Okay, love a good love a good theory. I think all of Glaber's caught stealings have been the last out of the inning. So with two outs, he's going. Donaldson was up, so he took the bat out of Donaldson's hand. Hicks was up, so he took the bat out of Hicks's hand. And does he have three on the year or two? Two caught stealing. So those are the two. So those might be getting called from the dugout. Mm. Make something happen. Be aggressive. We can take this risk. We got a lead. B-E aggressive. The other thing is when Volpe is getting on base in the eight, nine hole spot or even when Bader comes back in the eight or nine, right? I like speed on base for DJ because right. a hit and run is an option. If it's um, Glaber, he's still swinging for power. He's putting yeah. the ball in the air. But with DJ, he's trying to hit the ball behind the runner yeah. to shoot that gap. So you can use that speed that we now have available to us at the bottom of the order if they're on base. So that's why I like DJ in that leadoff spot. And I totally agree with what you said. Like, he's going to give you an at-bat against a good pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, I think it's been funny and refreshing uh, that Glaber's been running so much. His sprint speed is 43rd percentile this year, his 40th last year. That, uh, yeah, you know, we've when Volpe gets on, it's been electric. And hopefully when Bader comes back... Um. Yeah, it's going to give the Yankees a lot of options. Um, I'm excited for that. When are they coming? Bader. The last update I think I'm seeing is a a couple couple days ago. Um, two days ago. Uh, taking dry swings. Positive progress on his left oblique sprain. Um. A return to the outfield likely occurs end of April if there's no setbacks. That's the we played this game the other day. We said pick pick the series. Oh yes, I remember that. Should we make Boone pick a series? That's kind of mean. Yeah, we kind of hate. I that. would hate that. Yeah. yeah, I don't want him to do that because then if someone writes that, that's not good. Look, right. Ooh, Cole starting today. Stakes. I like that. Hi. Versus Hunter Gaddis. Fifth career okay, game Okay, so that's huge. I would have loved to win yesterday a little more now. But then we would have had to punt on record day, and they want us to win every record day now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. That is cool. Win tonight, win tomorrow, happy record day. Uh, let's throw it to the Boone Talk. Jake, tell them about Vizio. Boone Talk is brought to you by Vizio. Are you ready to enjoy the 23 baseball season? You probably are, if you're listening to this, to be honest. Why don't you enjoy it on Vizio's award-winning TVs and sound bars at insane prices? 4K screens for under $500. Brightness that cuts through the glare when you're watching day games. I told you guys, that, that early, that 11 a.m. slot clips my TV every time. Got to get in the Vizio game. Vizio has always been the MVP of value, premium performance, and surprisingly low Prices, true story, hopped on with them 
and gave them this passionate speech about how I remember them in college and they were my first TV and they were like, hey, stop talking, kid. <laughs> so head to Vizio.com. Check out how you can elevate your visual experience all season long. Vizio.com. Elevate your AV for the MLB season. Uh, there's a link in the description. Vizio's got the TV or soundbar for you. Bong. Bong. All right, welcome to episode three of Boone and the Weirdos. Booney, you're live in Cleveland. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, how you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Do players listen to your post-game pressers? Like, do, does Stanton know that you've been calling him a weirdo? I mean, obviously, the reporters probably go up to him. Oh, I usually tell it to his face when he when he comes in after one of the weird homers or something. I'll just be like, you weirdo. Man, <laughs> do you... He, he, I think he gets a kick out of it. What about if you changed his walk-up song? Like, are you allowed to pull pranks like mm. that to, like, because I'm a weirdo? You know, we should. And actually, I don't love Big G's walk-up song. <laughs> Whatever that thing is. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I always say to myself, I'm like, I don't love that one. Isn't the song because I'm a freak? I'm a weirdo? I mean, that describes him pretty well. Yeah. It, it does. It yeah. does. Okay. All right, we'll have that going. Uh, Boone, do you remember the first home run you ever hit in Cleveland? First home run I ever hit in Cleveland. I was probably a member of the Indians. Yes. Are you, are you like, triviating me right now? Yeah, isn't this a superpower you have? <clears throat> it used to be, but I'm 50 now, so right. that stuff's starting to fall off the I'll give you off. one detail. Uh, you were playing third base that day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My first homer would have been oh one count. Tigers? You guys were losing Tigers? nine nothing. Yeah, Tigers? Tigers. Yes, you have it. Uh, we we're losing nine nothing. Yeah, tough day. Oh, was it a lefty? I will click his name. I know his name. Uh, no, it's a righty. I don't know. Bonderman. Bonderman. Yeah, nice. You had it. <laughs> Give you credit. All right, we opened All right. you up with a fluff piece because now it's just hard-hitting question after hard-hitting yeah. question the rest of the episode. Right. Let's go. <laughs> one-game losing streak. Times are low. Um, I, honestly, Booney, the, the number one question that I think we've been, we've been seeing and has been on our minds too uh, goes to Waldo. His, his playing time's been a little more in flux than I think a lot of fans expected. Um, is that just nature of the beast and there's a lot of outfielders that you guys are feeling out at this point of the season or is it kind of part of the plan or, or I guess what's what's been tied to that um I think he started seven out of ten after sitting last night even so he's in there today he's playing shortstop today wow oh. okay we were gonna ask about if you know I love that you've run Volpe out there every day so far Actually, yeah. like, really like yeah. it, but we were wanting. It seemed like a day was coming up for a little bit of a rest. Yeah, so today was the day that I kind of wanted to get a lot of our lefties in and kind of spacing out this trip. So, um, yeah, I mean, Oswaldo's going to play a ton. So, um, I mean, I don't. <clears throat> he's played seven out of ten. I mean, okay, you know, yeah, I, I don't think he sat that much. I think it jumped out because he sat two in a row um, one day. And also, we prepped everyone, you know, that you know the over 30 guys were going to get a little more sitting in this this early going. And he's an under yeah. 30 guy. And he's his versatility, an lefty, righty, every outfield position, it seemed like he would be a guy that would get a lot yeah. of run. 
there's going to be days where I give him a day, especially against a lefty. Like, even though he, I feel like he's made huge strides on the right side of the plate. Um, but I still think his dominant side is, especially from a power standpoint, is that left side. But I do feel like the strides he's made over the winter um, are, are going to, you know, start to make him more even on both sides. I love the player. Um, he's going to play a huge role for us, but he's going to bounce around. You know, he's kind of that super utility, obviously. And, um, you know, so. I, I, don't, I don't know if Cedric, Cedric, I'm, I'm talking about Cedric Mullins into this question. I don't know if Aswaldo's at this point, but you, you know, you referenced using a switch hitter on one side of the plate. The Orioles told Cedric Mullins, why don't you just be a lefty and stop hitting righty? And as soon as he did that, he became an absolute beast at the plate. And you get to use him more. Like, how does that yeah. decision making go? Yeah, but Cedric usually also hits eighth when he plays against lefties. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So, um, no, I'm just no, worried I, about like any switch hitter in your career, like teammate, yeah. player, or you manage. Is there ever that thought, like, hey, why don't you just not do the other side? Yeah, JT Snow was a guy like that, but I I think as Waldo um, is is good enough on both sides to. To, to keep doing it like if you can legit switch hit and like you don't get it twisted on like he's a he's a solid player from the right side it's just the side he's continuing to improve more i just think he's like yeah a power stroke from the left side you know i don't think he's all the way there yet right-handed but he's not it's not a weak side for him no I yeah would. yeah more yeah. just flowing it into the general question about the switch hitting and all that as yeah. it declines uh, on the Oswaldo stuff and, and playing uh, the other, you know, flux of outfielders. We have, you saw Calhoun and uh, Frenchie, Frenchie get a lot of uh, getting the same lineup card, which I was going to say, you know, you prepped us and when we prepped everyone. We're going to do a lot of, you know, resting on the first road trip, but I wasn't expecting, I don't think I was ready to see, you know, Calhoun Cordero, uh, IKF in the same lineup card. That was a, that was a wild one yesterday, just from, you know, telling you as a fan, that was, was a lot yeah. for me to handle. Boom. Yeah. Um, well, I knew, you know, especially with DJ, I just wanted to have him a, a day down and, and kind of be disciplined to that. Um, Giancarlo's getting a day today. You know, I knew like in this series, like G was going to either have the day game after the night game or the night game and kind of looking at the matchups. This is a day I'd r most rather have the lefties in. So it's like, let me have G ready for the day game and that way I can get him in the outfield yesterday. Sorry. You're good. You're good. And that way I can get him in the outfield yesterday into a day off with getting some lefties in there with, you know, with a couple of back to back days of at bats too, you know, Calhoun's at Calhoun ranks. Like he's the real deal as a hitter. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and then, so to get, I'll have Calhoun and Cordero back in there today on back-to-back -back days in a matchup that I kind of like. How much? Uh, Willie Calhoun, quick uh, listed five six two hundred. What uh? What do you have on that? Wow, five. I mean, that's probably dead on. I don't think that's okay. So he's honest. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, I don't think he's littler than that. Okay. Well, you you just you have a Willie Calhoun fan. Uh, anytime you got a, a short king like that that can hit a little, um, just know I will be rooting for him. Yeah. yeah. You think Alejandro Kirk's an honest 5'8"? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 
maybe we'll go back to back with uh, Calhoun and Alejandro when we play them. In a, if in if a week. Kirk's oh. catching, make sure you start Calhoun or at least get a pinch right. it so we can see that shot of them yeah. standing next to each other. The people kind of need to know. Yeah, um, exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> do you do you with Bader coming back soon and and getting reps and knowing there's a roster crunch coming uh, in that? How much does that go into the lineup? the lineups where you're like, Hey, before one of these guys has to get optioned or, or DFA depending on their availability there, like, should we give them run or is that, or when do you start thinking about who's going to get off when Bader comes back? When, when you get, when you get immediately towards that, that, because you start making those plans now two weeks ahead and, you know, and, and the schedule and, and the baseball gods start laughing at you because they'll throw another curveball at you the next day to where you're factoring in the wrong thing. So that'll be, a um, you know, as we get close to, to Harrison being back, um, what we have to do. I think, I think I got one last outfield thing and then maybe we'll head towards some pitching. Uh, Franchi Cordero puts together a couple big games. Uh, always been an exit velo King fun name. Uh, when Franchi has a couple big games, do you see a couple of the analytics guys walking around a little taller, kind of like beating the chest a little bit? <laughs> no, no. Cause he, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily an analytics one or, or anything like that. I mean, you know, Franchi's a, you know, talented guy. So I think he's kind of one of those guys that, you know, everyone from a scouting lens to an analytics can, can acknowledge like, okay, this guy's one of those guys with talent and big pop and big power, um, you know, can he get it out at that major league level and become a major league regular? That's, that's the remaining question out there about him. So um, no, it's, it's, I, I, I'm just excited for the player that he's come in and impacted us and, and, you know, been a, been a key figure in a couple of important wins. Let's go to pitching. I want to talk about like Clark and uh, kind of the, the, so last year we knew he struggled against lefties. It was no surprise. It was a conversation all spring about developing the cutter to, to get lefties out his first two games. So it's a small sample. I know, but it's all we have to talk about is the two games and he's thrown the cutter a lot to lefties and it's gotten hit a lot. I think he's got like a 500 average versus lefties or, or 400, and it's like a 1-3 OPS against lefties in these two games. Where in that Baltimore game, it was a situation. I think they were five for eight, and every or six out of, or every ball put in play was a rocket, like a hard hit ball, 90-plus exit velo. What's, what's that like for you and the staff and Blake when there's, there's a certain thing we're looking at here, and it's a big obstacle because, like you said, with a righty p- pitch and you're putting a lefty-heavy lineup, like it's a big tell for opponents. If this doesn't improve, they know, let's just play all our lefties. This is a, a struggle point. So, yeah. yeah. Can you talk, so, talk through so that a little bit from your end? So here's the deal. Like, I, I believe the cutter is, for him an absolute weapon and equalizer for, for lefties. But this all starts and ends with fastball command. He's got to be able to command the fastball at a certain level to be a successful starter. And if he can do that, now all of a sudden the cutter starts to really play. The curveball and the changeup start to really play. 
but it starts with the ability to really command the fastball. And, and ultimately that's the biggest thing for a starting pitcher too, is once that happens, then it sets up all the other weapons because he does have the weapons and the repertoire to get it done, but he's just got to get, you know, to that next level of really being able to throw a fastball for a strike when he needs it and, and, and can do that. And that way it sets up the other stuff, how it should. And, and on the flip side, he's getting right. He's out like crazy. His numbers against righties are really good. Does that make the decision-making if, if we, if we don't see, uh, you know, if the rotation starts getting full and, and he's still struggling with half, you know, the, um, uh, with lefties is the decision-making then, Hey, he's great at righties. Let's use him for righty lanes against teams like the Blue Jays or these teams that that have a whole bunch of righties. Or is it let's use the option and have him really figure out the the lefties thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those will all be you know we're, we're we've got a, a a few more weeks here before we start to see hopefully getting guys back into the rotation where we're going to see you know where that continued development happens and and you know, hopefully it kind of declares itself for you, you know, um, again, this is that time where he's got a real opportunity though, to, to take advantage. And he's going to get those opportunities right now. You got a, you got any injury juice for us? I know Bader, uh, you know, I, I think there was a seven to 10 days till minor league assignment set a couple days ago, something like that. I know Sevy had his big, throw day I think Monday and we were waiting to see how he he reacted in Rodon too you got uh any new scoops on that so Sevy threw a bullpen yesterday all pitches I think he threw like 22 25 pitches something like that went well so that was good to clear that hurdle uh Bader Bader took uh full like machine BP he feels great nice Uh, so I don't know uh, I'm sure he'll be on the field a lot with us this weekend when we get back home. I would imagine then a, you know, if everything goes well, the rest of this week, I would, I would think a rehab, uh, assignment starts sometime next week. Um, but he's, he's kind of done. He's kind of done really well the whole way. Obviously now the nature of this injury is, is we want to make sure it's he's healed and not in a re-injure situation. Then you're, you know, getting yourself into a predicament there, but really since the start of it, it seemed more severe than all his symptoms and how he's progressed. So we've been pleased with that. Uh, Rodon, he, uh, he's, he had some back tightness, so it's kind of delayed his next live, which was supposed to be kind of yesterday today. So it's probably going to be a few days elbow wise. He's doing great. Um, so we'll see how the next couple of days are there. Um, but we're getting there. Okay. Trevino threw a, a bullpen the other day. He's doing well. Canely's into his throwing program now. He hasn't got on the mound yet, but he's well into his throwing program, and things have really started for him the last two, two and a half weeks. It's really started to go well for him after that month of March where it was just really slow. He couldn't get over the hump, but now he's 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 really starting to trend well. Awesome. Sweet. I'm excited. When now that stuff's, you know, I just, uh, sometimes, sometimes there's dates thrown out and I'm like, I don't know. I'll wait. Cause last couple of years, it's like, you just never, like you're saying with the decision, you just, on the flip side, you never know what's going to happen with the current roster injuries there. You just it's like, let's wait yeah. and see not to, not to be like negative. I just don't like getting myself overexcited. Cause 
if we get half of the guys you just named back, it's yeah. going to be pretty pretty fun. I think. Let's right. let's aim for all of them. Back. <laughs> well, yeah. By by it's playoffs, I'll take point. all of them. Can I talk <laughs> about one one like move? Can I like uh, you know backseat driver or, or Monday morning quarterback with you and just yeah, just. The uh, the pinch hit for Franchi in, in the Baltimore game. Game one. Now game one. Now, I know you're thinking there. At least I can get into your mind about the thinking. There is, uh, in my mind, you break down pinch hitting a little bit. Like, do we want, uh, you know, some patience and a base runner, and then Hicksy gets the tap. You want a ball in play and runner on third, no outs, or want less than two outs, you're a ball in play. So I capture ball in play pinch hitter, right? Mm-hmm. But how much how much goes into that like there's two at bats here? You know, just for this moment, which I forget the scores, down one or is it down one or tied? I think we're up one. Up one. So there's two at bats coming up and the game can look different in the second at bat. So you know, if I was to give you my opinion, which I know you don't need to regard or hold high in any way, I like mm-hmm. the move if it's the last at-bat of the game in a close game, but knowing you got another one and Franchi hit a three-run shot, how much does – how much? because in your head, I'm guessing, you guys make the moves and you go, this is going to work. But how much do you have to think, well, if it doesn't work, no, what are we no, left no, no, with? No. Actually, you make the move and it's probably not going to work. Okay. All right, so that is part of the thought process. 70% there. of the time, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, you're trying to improve your chances three, four, five percent. So, you know, seventy-five percent, seventy percent of the time, it's not going to work. Maybe it's seventy-three percent of the time, the other ways, sticking with it's not going to work. So it's it's a it's hitting, it's failing proposition. Yeah. Okay. So the safe thing is always just a yeah. Let's go with the slightly less matchup that we like because the guy, you know, hit a Homer. So, you know, like um, we're winning at the time. So we feel like we're getting a little more athletic in the field too, in the situation. And, you know, for as much as I know people love to pile on IKF, the guy has been a 290 hitter the last three years with runners in scoring position. And he does put the ball in play and like, for as much as we like to pound on him, like that's real. How much that's is real. This, that's been here? Too. That is real. He's, he does. He's a above average contact bat and a ball in play. There helps. I think it was a pop up to the second baseman. Or, like yeah, yeah. pop up. And, and then, he's he's looked great in center, by the way. So like yeah. I I know yeah. we we've had our times last year where we were tough on him, but you know that that part of it adds up. How yeah. much does the human so, element? No, so, but but I will say that stuff that did factor in. And I believe the matchup was versus Kaloum, who's not a wipeout lefty. He's more of a neutral, yeah. I mean, tougher on lefties. Like you want a righty up there, but it's not, it's not an overwhelming one there. But I liked it with the lead, ball in play. We're gonna get more athletic. But I hear you on the next at bat, because that does factor into the equation a little bit. Like we're down here, what incremental you know, gain, are we gaining knowing this might come around again? That's always the rub a little bit too. Like when, you know, we're in a big spot, say it's the seventh inning and or the eighth inning and you're, and you're in a tie game and you're pinch running for big G knowing that that, that bat may come back, yep. back around again. That's the rub. 
Yeah. And that's, you know, sometimes you got to take your shot when you have it to put something away. And you got, you know, and then you're, you're, you're benching the potential pop of, of, of Franchi there in the next at bat, but also the human side of it. I think that's where fans always get interested and, and maybe we play this hand too much. Um, mm-hmm. We're not in the clubhouse. We don't talk to the guys, but the human side of, all right, we're taking this guy out. We got to go tell him um, he just hit a home run. He's probably feeling great uh, against a team that just dropped him. Right. And said, no, thank you. So he's, he's rubbing it in and you got to sit him. So now his day is half over versus on the other side, IKF is now shit. Pinch hitting's really hard. Uh, the numbers on like the the average pinch hitter fails almost eight out of ten or eight and a half out of ten times. Where like the human element is a little bit like, well, you know, there is good mojo with the guy who just hit a bomb against a team who said no to him and potential like giving a guy a tougher task. Does, how much is that playing? Because fans, I think, want it to play in a lot. It does play in. But you also look at hundreds and hundreds and years and years of, you know, intel, too, that tell you that yeah, it doesn't play in that much, right? Okay. It doesn't, it's, that, 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 that needle is marginal. The other thing I would say to you is Franchi Cordero, who's bounced around for a few years, all of a sudden just has hit a couple big home runs against his former team and helped us in winning situations. Like he's also in a pretty good spot. Yeah. And now I'm taking him out of maybe something that's not such a great matchup. And he's sitting over there feeling pretty good about himself, knowing that he's carving out a little bit of a role for himself with the New York Yankees, where a week ago he was, you know, in limbo in spring training with, with the Orioles. So I, I think you're also getting the guy out of there in a, position where he was set up to be successful and feeling pretty good about himself as a real contributor for us right now. So I, I guess follow up on that, the Sunday game, almost a similar situation comes up. You guys are up uh, fortitude and yep. uh, Franchi against Colombe. Is it just kind of like you're saying in baseball, the odds are always against you. Is it like, Hey, game one, we flipped that coin. It didn't go our way. That well, let let's try the other. Just went with my gut, and my feelings. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. Joe Torrey would have done that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's seriously in that Friday game. Is it just like well, you know, let let's let Franchi get the at bat against the lefty? I I, I don't. I'm genuine yeah, question. Yeah, it might have been slightly differing circumstances based on someone being available or not available. So. I forget exactly, but look, it was close for me on both days, right. frankly. Um, yeah, it was close on both days for me, one way or the other. But again, you guys got to always realize anytime the easy thing sometimes is to not pinch hit for anyone, right? Because you don't rough. And because pinch hitting is ultimately, it's a, fa- it's a failing, hitting's a failing thing. So it's chances are it's not going to work. It doesn't mean it's not the right decision. Okay. We're a little misguided sometimes. That's how this all started, you know? That's right. Hunter Gaddis today on the bump. This yep. is a pitcher that uh, the Yankees, these guys haven't seen, right? Because he's yeah. a rookie. Uh, I think even before you came on, this is something that Yankees, no matter who's wearing the uniform, and, and that probably means across baseball, a struggle with. You even saw in the World Baseball Classic, Team Japan throw a guy 
that wasn't in MLB just because they knew MLB hitters had seen Darvish and Otani before. So I have a bunch of scouting report tips for you. Thank you. Let's go. Yes. I'm going to break okay. these down. With runners on, he's not good last year in the minors. So get on, we need to get on. Yeah. Base, if you could have someone Roger Dorn it and just lean into one yeah. or, you know, whatever you need to do, get on base. He had a, a 346 on base percentage against when there was a runner on. So you just got to rattle him a little bit. All right. Let's get on. Let's All right. Get on. Lefties, if it's a 1 0 count, a fastball in the zone's coming. He's, he's nine out of 10. Okay. This season. So just right. let Rizzo know if, if, if he misses on the first pitch, he's coming with a fastball in the zone on the second pitch. Okay. Noted. And then he doesn't throw balls. So you got to, I would attack early because his fastball is getting clobbered every time he's in MLB and he hasn't had a three O count once this season. So let's just swing just big so at the fastballs. Say, I'm just so glad you didn't say right there in the MLB. That's well, I'll I, say that sometimes, but I did I did it well this time. Trevor gets mad. Ploofy gets mad at me when I say that too. He does. Yeah, yeah he, I, he doesn't like that. Christ, either. Nuts. That and RBI. Yeah. Oh, Jake's a big R- on that one. I. I. But I'm the other. I, it's RBIs. I think it in the English language, and again, the fact that I'm explaining I the know English language in the English language. RBIs, don't, don't be careful. Damn it, <laughs> RBIs are RBIs. I think Period. I think it works. Like I think the nerds got that one wrong. They fought yeah. it's RBI for years. Like, no, RBI anything, works. It you're an RBI, RBI guy. No. It should be oh. RBI, right? If you're gonna Runs get real bad at it. Yeah. Yes. RBI. Ribbies. Stakes. Yes. RBI. Yes. Okay, so now you have the scouting report, and I'm excited that you know you put all that in motion. It's based yep. off two games. You didn't look back in the last year or deep dive in the I, Well, last year, the runners on base is from last year, but it's a lot of triple A. And the fast, the four seam fastball has been getting crushed. And he doesn't throw, he throws strikes. So just swing big. I'll, just, I'll let the, any fans listening, I want a, I want a swing early approach. Everybody do Glaber today. You know, we, we've been, we've been good aggressive yeah. early in the zone, uh, early in the counts with all our guys. That's, that's been one of the things I think has been really, uh, exciting early on is how aggressive the guys are being yet also still their dna of patience yeah. showing itself as 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 the bats unfold so that's well, been a focus of ours and the guys have done a really good job of that volpe faced him last year in double a actually he went one for three hit all the balls hard but he's not playing today so i i don't need to yeah. tell you that. yeah I'm not playing today is it um i i guess little one volpe um you know, he gets the first off day today, and, you know, there's, it's 2021, 20, so I, it's more so mental rest that I'd have to assume. But um, do you tell him, like, hey, be ready, kid. We might need you to run, or is it, or is it kind of a he's little re- bit of... He's ready. He's, yeah, he's ready. Okay. But, but yeah, no, he, he'll be in play for something. If we're in a, you know, tight one late, like any situation, yeah, he'll be, he'll be in play today. You think okay. he spikes on first inning in the dugout? I do. Okay. Do you like that if you see that? Yeah, I'm good with that. We, okay. we need to be re- ready when game starts. Would Gardner on off days, would he, like, go certain... change? Who? Gardy? Yeah, like, would he go change in the sixth inning and, like, walk out, like, stomping his cleats, just, you know, clack, clack, just so you could hear it? No, cleats on from the start. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you, the DJ, whenever I give him a day off, he's, like, cleats on, batting gloves on, <laughs> 15 minutes before the game, like, 
beating all the regulars out there still. Like, doesn't know what to do with himself. I feel like Judge rubs it in. I think he's like he's like hoodie on. I don't even he you can t- and same with Big G when you give them days off they're like uh, sleeping on the bench and I'm not knocking them and just it's funny to be like oh he's off like, he's 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 taking a day yeah but they know they may have a big one late yeah that's true do you know that Glaber hasn't hit a, a pop up yet um <laughs> you keeping track of pop ups outs I don't love that you just said that um, I knocked wow. on the table oh you can't say I knocked on the table oh, right you, when I said it oh you did. I did, right. so we're fine. But I'm just, I'm just excited about what he's throwing up there, game inning at bat after at bat. He's been, he's been locked in and, and just really good at bat. So just keep doing that. On the watch. So I guess we're thinking DJ at third, Judge in center, Rizzo at first, Glaber cleanup day at second, Calhoun at DH, Oswaldo at short, Trevi catching, Franchi and Hicks. Yeah, that's that's the you didn't quite get the order right, but you close. Damn it! But yeah, those are all the participants. Okay. And if I had something wrong, what would it like be? Did he get the positions right? Yeah, I think he did actually. Cool. I was paying. You pretty much nailed it. Okay. I think Hicks is. I think Hicks is in ninth. Yep. Is that a is that a mental thing? You know, we saw Posada, we saw A-Rod, and Tori did that, and it was kind of like, don't do that. And is that like a, does Hicksy not want to go all the way down there, or is that just lineup, matchup, ability, what they're bringing to the table? No, it's also, I value the nine hole a lot as a guy if, to, uh, can get on base. To turn it over. So, the lineup. Ahead of our big boys. So that's, you know, that's Hicksy's biggest strength is the ability to get on. So, um, no, yeah, I like him there flipping that thing over. It's why I like, you know, as much as I'm have Volpe down there, you know, kind of to start his career, I also really like him because his DNA is going to be get on base, control the strike zone and, and obviously his speed. Um, so I, I just, I, that spot in the order, I really value ahead of our big boys, especially the way they're swinging the bats. Is the hit and run going to come back? Like, it's you know kind of went out of the out of favor for a while, but I, we were talking oh. earlier on this episode. If Bader and Volpe are down in there in the seven, eight, nine area, and then DJ's leading off, and that's a hit and run swing with speed on the base. I'm excited if that happens. Um, I don't know if it'll come back like maybe you're talking right now, but um, there are matchups with, and not necessarily the guys you mentioned, but a few guys on our team that I like it with. Uh, you know, with some, with some ground ball guys, sinker guys that I like to do that. And I don't know that that is any more this year for me. Um, you know, so many guys now are so many just swing and miss guys, as opposed to when I played where it was more in play all the time. So, um, it's there a little bit with certain matchups with a few of our guys, but I don't know necessarily more. Okay. All right. I'll kill that dream. Cool. Yeah. I think come playoffs, you use it once and I'm going to be very excited. <laughs> I probably use it sometimes and you don't even realize it. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Like I said, just give a little nod in the post game and I'll figure it out. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, Booney. We won't take up any more of your time. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Let's go win this series. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks, Booney. Right, see it. All right. There you have it. Booney. The Boon Chat. Boon Talk. Talking the Boon. What's the, What are we calling it? 
Boon Chat. Oh, I should play like Boon, Boon, and Boon with him at one point. Oh, yes. great. I should play that. Yeah. Okay. That feels like a mid-May. Hey, you got to say, Jake, three episodes now. I uh very excited and, and happy with the conversations around all of them. Yeah, man. He's been very open, very deep into like baseball weeds. I'm th- as just me. This could not even go out to an audience. Like I'm thoroughly enjoying right. chatting with him. You uh, you know, you diving into AAA scouting on Hunter G- Gaddis. That's that's your sweet spot. I mean, uh, and yeah. the fact that he texted uh, me halfway through, like, this is actually the good. fact that Boone, he didn't do that. Uh, have, the fact he's drinking it is a lot of fun. And this, uh, this post game is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Baseball season is rolling. Make sure you guys are with DraftKings. Uh, and right now, $5 pregame money line bet gets you $150 in bonus bets if your team. Win. So join in the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with code YANKS. New customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and get $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code YANKS. What else did you like there, Jim? Just all of it. I mean, I he, he had no idea about the pop-up thing, and I feel like I broke his spirit a little, but I did not. And he spun it back in you, which was yeah, a little... It was great spinning. Was he tough. got the Bonderman uh, correct. Yeah. I was very impressed. I, was, I didn't see that you were doing the lineup stuff on our sheet here. Yeah. Jake and I have a shared sheet. We type. It's secret typing. You, you guys do. aren't. You guys don't know about it. We'll open it up to the public. But uh, that'd be funny. <laughs> but great job, because I didn't do that with you. Yeah. That was all you. You figured out the lineup. It's so much easier to play guess the lineup with the manager telling you who's in and out. Yeah, when he like I oh I did write a lot of lefties and no stand. I know what I know what I, I, I think I no screwed stand. up. I think f- I had Trevino above Franchi, or I had Tre- Franchi below Trevino. I think Franchi jumps in. Actually, I don't know. Trevino was as high up as he's been in the lineup yesterday, but they're also stacking lefties. So I'm actually coming back on that. Okay. But, um. Yeah, I mean, it's also a slight bummer when you're like, ah, Stan's getting the day off, and you're like, ah. Yeah. I like him a lot. But I like him a lot. Uh, still the, early. With the Oswaldo stuff early. And Oswaldo at short. He, he was a little genuinely like, uh, well, I've played him a lot. So he just might view him still as a more more uh, utility than, than frontline starter. Because I think in his head, he's like, I've started our our – Super utility, seven out of ten games. That's right. a bunch. But in our fans said, really, hey, this is a guy that should be running every day. Like, he should right. be in the Rizzo, the Judge, the Stan. Like, get him run. Or, I mean, I, I think there's also an age thing here that we have him closer to, like, Volpe. Yeah. It's like he, uh, yeah. he's young. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't need rest days. <laughs> like, yes. I, I understand if you play some matchups. But and I don't think they're rest days. It, it, I think they're more matchup days because yeah. he's saying the righty-lefty thing. Yeah, um, which... um. I don't know. I mean, we we talked about it. I remember we talked about it in his PPP, and you can kind of see it at the dish. He feels like more of a threat uh, from when he's hitting lefty. Uh, but at the same time, like the stats versus lefty, so far in his major league career, which is only 35 at-bats, as well as a 286, 333 on base guy, uh, but there's less pop. So um, I don't know. I guess the Yankees fans and ourselves are kind of like as Waldo's an everyday guy, but he I think also, it also tied he into just brings good vibes. He's great vibes. I, I think it ties into the other question that got brought up of, you know, 
Bader will be coming back at some point, so I think they want to see as much Willie Calhoun as they can, as much Frenchie Cordero as they can. I believe him when he says that does, like, because he had, halfway through the question, he had a visual reaction, like, no, dude, like, we don't, we can't. Not that far in advance. We can't think that far. Like, I, I do kind of believe that I when believe, that happens, I think Cashman and them might be, like, helping, but in his mind, I, I think that, I do believe him there that they wait, like, day out, day before, because you never know. Oh, I fully agree on that, but I think they get as much data as they can leading up to that. So if the option is playing Oswaldo Cabrera, another game, or it's a decent spot to see Willie Calhoun or Franchi, at this point, they wouldn't want to see them because they're going to have to make a decision on them. So the more results they have, when that decision does come, if it comes via injury or however. I have a question. Then you have more. What's your cue? Last question. I want to see if I interpreted something right. Okay. You had Hicks batting ninth, right? Yes. I said, I think Hicks isn't ninth. Right. That's what... So you guys had a little miscom there. Yeah. Because you thought the the mistake was Hicks batting ninth. And he he said, no, he likes, he likes Hicks ninth. So Hicks is batting flip. ninth. Yes. I thought he confirmed that Hicks wasn't batting ninth. That's what you no, had wrong. No, that's what you thought was wrong. Kyle's... But, Do you remember? But then he, he talked about how he likes Hicks yeah, then, 9 to then flip he the lineup. Co- he's, co- then Jake came back with, like, so Hicks 9, you like that, or one of you said it. And yeah, so the way I heard that was I said, the one thing you have wrong is Hicks batting, Hicks isn't ninth, and he said yes. And I said, is that be a mental thing? You don't want to diminish him. And I was giving him an out to protect Hicks, and instead he answered it, no, it's more because we value the nine spot like a slight at Hicks. So I got to listen back. Yeah, That's, no, he was he was saying a la Volpe batting ninth. They like Hicks because Hicks, Hicks gets on base. Uh, yeah, I, we'll see the lineup. I believe he said he's not batting ninth because he. I think my but then what was he, the whole speech he gave about Hicks was, batting ninth and how they value that? He, he, he talks about liking Hicks he being he on. Thought base it was another knock to the top. I thought mm. he was not like I interpreted okay. it as a knock. Like no, we value the nine hole. No, I, I guess we'll see when the lineup comes out, but yeah. he was saying how Hicks' best asset is how he gets on and how much I, he likes flipping the yeah, lineup. Yeah, I thought he was saying... If Hicks is in the nine spot, then yes. I think, you got, I think there was a slight I think you were saying, like, is the nine hole a knock? And he was saying, no, I really value the nine hole position. Yes, yeah, so if Hicks is not in the nine hole, that's kind of a knock. Right, but I... Which I, I th- opened the conversation with... I think it's a win-win for him because the ninth hole is the ninth hole, but also Hicks is there. His skill is on base. So yeah, the I'm under hole, the assumption he's not in the nine hole. I thought I said, Boone, he's, he got the nine hole wrong, and he said yes. Yeah. Kyle I, heard that too, right? Yeah, that's what I thought he said. It, yeah. yeah, I think I, I think, I believe there's a slight miscom between you guys somewhere in the middle there, but I guess we'll see when the lineup comes out. Yeah. 2v2 right now. Run it. Go Yanks. That's the show. Thanks, guys. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Like, subscribe, preview. Buy a shirt. Buy two shirts. Pet your dog. Let your cat loose.